Hey, Christina here. Welcome to episode seven of the How Change Changes You podcast. This week, we speak to Damon Bowen-Ashwin, and he shares his personal change story about being diagnosed with a brain tumour at the age of 40 and how it ultimately saved his life. Damon shares that if you could have told him a year ago that a growth of his brain tumour was the best thing that had ever happened to him, he really wouldn't have believed you. In fact, he shares that he would have been petrified as well as angry and upset that there'd been any post-op growth. Damon is halfway through his chemotherapy, having already completed radiotherapy last autumn. Um, And he's never been so happy and in love with his life. He is now on a mission, firmly, to prove to himself and the world around him that we can do anything that we put our minds to. He wholeheartedly believes this to be true, given his experience um, with his brain tumour. We talk about the mental, emotional and physical challenges faced navigating ongoing treatment following his diagnosis a couple of years ago. Um, We also talk about confronting and embracing fear to finding opportunity and exploring new potentials and experiences. Damon is an avid cyclist and a huge advocate of the Wim Hof breathing method. He um, really, through his discoveries of alternative therapies and, and looking at how he could boost his health, discovered a whole new perspective on life Um, really focusing in on what is important and what simply is not worth worrying about. So without further ado, I um, hand you over to our conversation. I hope you enjoy and please do give it a like, give it a comment and do share it with anybody else that might be going through a challenging time um, with their health uh, or any particular change. Thanks for listening. Hey Damon, thanks for joining me um, on the How Change Changes You podcast. Very lovely to see you this bright and sunshiny morning. How are you doing? I'm doing all right and you're right. It's almost like the beginnings of spring, but I'm not going to say too much in, terms <laughs> of, in case I template. But uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, good to see you too. Oh, fantastic. So before we dive in to the change story you're going to be sharing with the lovely people listening Mm -hmm. or watching, um, I thought we would start off by you sharing a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a little snapshot. So I am, uh, I live in Woking, um, near Guildford. I'm from Guildford originally, spent quite a bit of time abroad in Dubai and Hong Kong in my younger years, 15 years in recruitment. And then Bang, IPEC came along, and um, well, uh, a change came along, and that led me on to IPEC. And uh, I've now been a coach for about a year. Um, and I've got a lovely fiance who's in a room next door. Maybe she's listening, maybe she's not. And uh, <laughs> um, we're in our flat here in Woking. It's a sunny day. Um, yeah. And uh, what else do I need to tell people that will help them uh, get to know me a bit better? I am. Um, I sing and dance a bit, but I sing a bit on my YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> in fact, I need to do a little bit more of that because it actually makes me happy, even though I'm not the best in the world, but I enjoy it. So um learned so much about myself over the last two years. 
Um, Ibex really helped me become more of me. I realised I had a lot of things I was holding on to from the past and little lessons kept appearing over the past two years, um, mainly around confrontation and conflict and my fear of it almost. Um, mm. And uh, um, I'm aware that I might be going off on a tangent here, but my <laughs> just, uh, just that's, what I That's what we love. Well, no, yeah. that's what we love. And you know me, I welcome tangents. Um, I, I like to go the scenic route. So uh, mm. all tangents welcome, Damon. Thank you. For, for sharing that uh, just so people listening are aware so IPEC stands for the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching and uh, Damon and I um, are actually part of the admissions team um, for the coach training program that we both attended um, but uh, well I did three years ago um, but uh, yeah so that's all about that's how we know each other um, mm. but yeah no as you rightly say I think it's, it's always interesting, isn't it, to to hear of people's different stories as to how they came to coaching or how they came to, you know, have a change happen. And then this opportunity kind of happens where you suddenly find yourself on a whole different path that you didn't even know existed. <laughs> right. Mm, yeah. And, and one that could have exist now. And I couldn't think of any other way now. But beforehand couldn't imagine this one but now it just seems like well this is the only way to be now um mm. it's uh which makes me feel that it's natural then so it must be right um, yeah. I go by feel now instead of thinking too much I still yeah. think too much but I try well we to. all think too much don't we I think we're, <laughs> we're we're conditioned to constantly be scanning for the knowns but I, I I do want to pick up on just what you said because I think it's a powerful point to start with embracing the unknown because to your mm. point and it resonated just what you said, I cannot imagine doing anything other than what I'm doing now. Yet mm. a few years ago, I had this inkling, I had this feeling, but I had no evidence to suggest that that's what I would be going on to do. So I feel that my journey has been appealing back of the layers of, of taking away the shoulds and the evidence base, this is what you should do. And mm. more, it's it's a feeling, it's like an instinctual, like, no, this feels something deep down here. It's not here, it's something in the body that goes, yeah, that way, do that. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, it's, it, it's that feeling. And it's also the letting go of kind of judgment of, is this, as you say, it's that there should be, but right now, right here, what I'm doing is working for me. And maybe in the future, I'm sure I will adapt and something else will, will be working in a different way for me. And probably what I've got in mind of that, I just remember what you were talking about the kind of coaching journey. And I know at the beginning, I didn't really know where I was going to go with coaching. And in my mind, I had kind of also thought, oh, I'd like to get the best out of people. That's kind of almost a bit of a given with coaching, maybe, but I could have wanted to work with athletes at one point I thought I'd have been to my cycling I was like oh that could be quite exciting um but I didn't kind of quite know um but right now that's not I mean if someone came to me and they're an athlete and they uh, then perhaps I can I'd work with them but maybe there's better people out there at the moment but right now I've got a different mission and uh um it's one that's kind of connected the one that I can really relate to and hopefully people can see that and re resonate and relate to that and see that's why I'm 
credible um, mm. or valuable. Don't know whether interchange, whichever word kind of fits really, or uh, applicable, so relevant to a person. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I, I love that as a concept because what when you were talking, I kind of thought we are receivers, responders to life. Mm. And I think what I continually challenge myself with <laughs> and you probably get this as well Damon that a lot of the time I feel like the conversations I have with people be that in a coaching conversation or otherwise it's almost like reinforcing what I need to hear myself <laughs> yeah uh, oh the irony you know it's like the universe does have this sense of humor I find um mm. but it's to your point I think it's almost we've been conditioned to kind of have a plan have a goal uh, and know exactly where you're going. And I think through what you and I have shared, it's almost, no, just take that first step. Mm. And the next step will reveal itself, trust that it will, and you'll feel your way. You don't have to have it all planned out because actually then you limit your options if you do that. So it's kind yeah. of this hybrid with stepping and forward. It, absolutely. And yeah, as you were saying that, I could have just reminded me of a coaching session I had yesterday and also something I keep learning from my clients now and it helps reinforce to me is well, actually I'm, I'm defining my kind of values and and your values are the things that kind of remain the same whereas your, your mission and how you adapt to kind of um, what you're doing kind of changes a little bit so mm. it's um, all the way through this it's about kind of for me a belief system and or a belief in myself sorry is probably what I'm really trying to say trusting myself so I don't have to worry about two years down the line look it's nice to plan a few things here and there we've got I've got a wedding and things like that to plan for all lovely things to do but in terms of actually where do I want to be civic, specifically with my personal development or my business I know roughly know where I want to go but the most important thing is believe in myself and then I can handle today because it's the only thing that's real is right here right now um, yeah. and be present in the moment and uh, um, believe in yourself and you'll deal with it and uh, that's what I'd like to kind of uh, <clears throat> all through my journey just try and um, encourage other people to believe in themselves more oh dear mm. sorry let me no, just grab that as you grab a drink <coughs> absolutely frogging your throat there's obviously energy there was mm. things to be cleared out your throat chakra there <laughs> it Sally. came up through you no I love mm. that I love that Damon because you know I think to your point it is about like unlearning the way that maybe we've learned to kind of step mm -hmm. forward into goals and I think there is an element of and we'll, we'll touch upon this about sharing your particular change story you want to share with people but I think trusting in yourself that actually whatever life throws at you you'll work it out because mm -hmm. thus far you have done <laughs> yeah and I think yeah so you're here so let's enjoy it because it's that age-old thing isn't it of the future's a mystery the past is history you know they they call um you know here and now is is the present you know it's a gift because mm. actually when we are future focused or past focused we're not right here right now and I often think about that when my thoughts spiral off um, just to kind of bring yourself back to your breath and back to center mm. um, it's powerful but it's so simple but it's very powerful it's it's really simple and that's um, that could have been present is something 
a client of mine reminded me of about a month ago and he said he's he'd just been focusing on being present in a moment and it could have made me realize I was like oh yeah so I learned something from him that day and realized that what worked really well for me during radiotherapy and what the challenges were during chemo and why I was like oh hang on a minute I was really present back then um I can apply that again again that again here so uh learning something from everyone's a teacher and a master all at the same time so teacher and a student sorry yes yes when the student's ready the teacher will appear absolutely and we're all both right um in sharing and that's why you know when we because we spoke a little while ago didn't we in preparation for this um and the reason obviously the inspiration for this podcast is just that to actually be able to show up authentically openly about a change that you're going through um and reflect I think take time to reflect upon where you've been what you've come through and then also kind of the main things that you've learned what you've strengthened about yourself and I mean already we've hit upon things that are fundamental parts of change right which is to know that you can affect change that you don't have to be at the effect of Mm-hmm. Um, and that you get to choose, you get to decide, because we all go through those waves of, of life. So let's talk about for those who are uh, listening, could you kind of introduce a little bit, talk around your change story that you want to share today? Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. And uh, yeah, well, all essentially I am. So where are we now? Um, I have to think what month it is. So, <laughs> February 25th. Yeah. Um, so just over two years ago, I had, well, December 2019 is probably easier to start with just to kind of give people a bit of chronological order. I, after a few amnesia kind of episodes, I was diagnosed with uh, a brain tumour and it was astrocytoma type 2, low grade, slow growing, um, pretty big. They thought it had been there for Oh, probably three years maybe even more who knows with these things um it was my right temporal lobe um and it meant that it was my non-dominant side because i'm right-handed so which meant that it was affecting kind of temporary memory which is why i was having some kind of amnesia episodes which were essentially a form of epilepsy and i'm now kind of on the epilepsy medication just to kind of keep it under control and i've been very thankful that it's all is under control um but that kind of led me to the um kind of sitting in a doctor's office um and then saying well after a finding out i had the brain tumor i then had to go back and have another scan because like a silly billy i'd had a scan without contrast um and they couldn't he said well i can see you've got a brain tumor it's pretty big i don't know what type it is and that's when i kind of looked across him and went you mean you don't know whether it's cancerous or not and he's like well yes and they don't use that word quite as much these days they tend to talk about the grades um as opposed to saying benign because mine was or is benign but that kind of implies that it's friendly and mm. sometimes they're friendly but then they kind of they yeah. go through the kind of change but um but anyway the results did come back and it was low grade slow growing kind of grade two um and operable on the premise that we can remove most of it but not all of it and we debulk and then we monitor you and see uh, just keep an eye on him or her and see how they're doing and uh, if they're behaving or not and hopefully the op usually stunts them um and uh, they uh, don't they're going to stop growing after that 
Mm. And uh, so that kind of, it was a lot to take in, which is a bit of an understatement. And I'm sure people listening will probably think, yeah, it's a lot of statement. Yeah. I had loads of family and support around me. Um, when we got the, the final news of, well, it's it's actually slow grade, low growing, um, low grade, slow growing, sorry. I kind of felt, okay, I can I can do something with this. Um, mm. And uh, well, it was still pretty scary. It was still, it was like, no, but this is, and it, it was enough of a kind of kick to kind of say, right, your life's pretty good, but something wasn't quite right. I've been wrestling with a few kind of demons, not that anyone would have known, but just kind of, quite in my groove or and so it moved me out of recruitment or made me kind of think I remember saying to my uncle I wanted to be a self-improvement guru um not knowing that Tony Robbins or Robin Sharma are actually coaches and um, all these people that I read their self-improvement books over the past 10 years and had to keep reading them because it goes in one here and out the other <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. quite often um and uh, that could have set me on a path and um I'm like okay well after the operation COVID kind of hit almost at the right time in such a strange way. It was also really challenging um, because it meant I couldn't go and see people and hug them and say, oh, give me a hug because this has been, I'm through it. But um, but also gave me the space and the opportunity to kind of get into IPEC, <clears throat> get into coaching, take on that kind of programme um, and start kind of thinking about life a bit differently in terms of, okay, well, I at the time, at that stage of the journey, I felt like, well, a bit of guilt because it was low grade and it wasn't there are other people who are out there with you know aggressive kind of brain tubers I was like oh, I don't feel I've really got a right to kind of say too much about because I feel I've got off lightly it's a weird kind of sensation mm. and maybe other people who have a low grade kind of uh, brain tumor have experienced the same that you kind of almost like well but at the same time it could get worse so you know um so it's a weird kind of thing but you could have taken the confidence confidence out of it saying well look we're here now so mm. um but it definitely changed the way I started to kind of see the world I became a lot more compassionate and forgiving and realized there was a euphoria after the kind of three or four months of after the op of just oh relief shock horror euphoria I'm alive and oh, can't quite believe that but okay yeah um right what are you gonna do now you've got to make mm. this count and it was just as COVID was happening um, and where there was this euphoria, or not euphoria, but where there was that. You remember when COVID first happened and we'd go out for a walk and everyone would say hello to each other because we we're all locked in. And yes. there was that real nice giving attitude, which I yeah. think has slipped away a little bit mm. as it over. Um, but because life kind of carries on and we get caught up in the world again. Um, so that could have happened. It certainly changed the way I saw the world. Um, and set me on a bit of a different mission to kind of try and bring bring the best out of people. And uh, but I didn't really know how I was relating to people. Um, mm. So I started IPEC and had this amazing journey. And I remember being in Mod 2 and Leanne challenging me. Leanne, if you're listening, I love you to bits and I'm sure I'll speak <laughs> to her soon. And I remember her challenging me because, oh, just and in because you're going to be challenged when you go through kind of coaching because you start learning so much about yourself and realising that, oh, there's a behaviour here that's been showing up for a while and um, hmm, you know, there's a bit of avoidance kind of going on here. Um, and I wasn't quite sure where it was all kind of going, apart from I wanted to be a coach. And uh, 
I knew this was helping me personally as well as professionally. Um, so it kind of helps, uh, it's a kind of win-win. Um, and I then kind of set up the business. Well, I graduated in March, 2021. Um, and in all this time, I've met the love of my life, who's now my fiance. And so so many things happened in 2020. It's like a lot of people were calling it the worst year of their lives. And I was saying, a life-saving operation, I made the love of my life and I've changed my career to something that I just now can really buy into and say I love what I do because it's about sharing and giving and helping we're all on this planet together so let's just share the love and uh, learn from each other um but I didn't quite have my kind of message I'm not quite sure what I was really kind of uh, I just knew I wanted to help people um and uh, helping people actually helped me um, because mm. at the heart of it, it had to be kind of a bit of self-love but I still wasn't quite there on that part and um, to loop back into the story each month each, every six months I'd have a, a scan to kind of see what's happening on with uh, Terry I think I'm going to write a letter to him recently actually I've decided just to kind of uh, make I mean the tumour are we calling yeah. him yeah yeah <laughs> I called him <laughs> Boris at first but then because <laughs> like we didn't really want him but he's here and maybe he can do some good um <laughs> But but See now you go with that. But now I've just thought, Terry, the tumor. I'm going to write him a letter, and almost like we do with the Gremlin exercise, just make friends. And actually, he's this is part of me, and it's made me stronger. I didn't ask for it, but maybe I did in a certain kind of way, subconsciously. And all these the conditions were right, and uh, it just kind of happened. But to get back to the kind of story, I guess we started my business and it was a rocky cup of first months as they always are when you start your own business um you have a few kind of highs and a few lows and then uh, i did manage to get a really an amazing contract with a company called bliss who are digital advertising wonders and they invest in personal developments and their premise was um from the ceo kind of down well covid's been crap for everyone so as we want to invest in our staff as personal development um so they now have access to a life coach to do whatever they want. This is kind of highly confidential. It's not about work. It's about invest in you. Go and see whoever, whether it's Damon Adapt and Flow or whoever, someone twice a month and blah, blah, blah. And um, so that could have really helped my business. And I've had so much fun working with those guys and I've learned so much from them um, as uh, hopefully they've learned from me as well um, and learned to kind of trust in themselves. So that as that started, I had this second or third scan and uh, the surgeon could have said, well, I'm not worried, but we, something along those lines, but there has been a bit of growth. Um, it's still low gro- gro- slow growing and low grade, but we, you know, here's the kind of the, the line. Um, we're growing slowly and what we don't want to do is it to kind of start growing aggressively. So we need mm-hmm. to do something. Um, I'm going to put you in touch with someone who can talk to you about some different options. Um, so the amazing Simon Stapleton at St George's, thank you. He was the, my surgeon who uh, um, he's just such a lovely guy um, and gave me so much confidence all the way through the journey. Um, then put me in touch with Dr. Liam Welsh, who's head of neuro-oncology at the Royal Marsden. So I'm getting access to all these amazing experts who are just looking after me. Um, and Liam was just as open-minded and down-to-earth and lovely as Simon has been um and uh but i could have got to that stage where there's lots of different kind of scenarios talked about options but i just went into kind of fear mode for i was about to turn 40 
And I went from thinking, I remember kind of getting back from the scan, sitting in the garden at mum and dad's, and Amanda and I had gone back there and just kind of having a bit of a cry outside, looking at my mum going, I just want to see, I want to have kids and I want to see them grow up. I don't even know if I'm going to get to 50. Being kind of quite dramatic and but just had to kind of let it all out and just wasn't sure um, because I'd started writing this story. No one had said, you're not going to get here. What they had said is we need to keep ahead of the curve. And, but I was, I felt like I was at the mercy of everything else as opposed to me being in control of anything. Um, so for about three weeks, I was in fear mode. We decided a new plan. I was going to have to start the radiotherapy in Kivo. And eventually, one of the catalysts might have been that I went over to see my uncle, um, Clive, who was, uh, I love having my philosophical chats with him. And uh, he's far wiser than he ever, ever gives himself credit for. And uh, he gave me a recommendation of a book called Radical Remissions um, that his friend um, in, his, uh, in the, the marina that he lives in um, had uh, read and it's all these amazing stories about people who've the Nike factors that infl- uh, Nike yeah factors that radical remission survivors have in common. Out of the nine, one of them was diet, one of them was supplement, and the other seven were spiritual, mental, purpose. All these things that we have so much. Well, nine of them we have so much control of all all these things, and it just got me thinking. I'm like, oh, I can. I can, I'm, I think, exhausted from feeling so scared that I can't do anything, that I've now maybe exhausted myself. And that was the inspiration. I need to go, okay, you can take some power back. You can try and empower yourself. Take take some, start with changing a few little things, change your diet, go look into kind of vegan. And I'm not strict vegan anymore, but I try and cut out a lot of dairy, a lot of sugar, um, things that kind of just try and have a bit more of an organic diet. Um with a bit of meat here and there you know try and I'm not strict with it um get onto supplements but then look at my mental health and spiritual health and um so that was enough and got into Wim Hof and because I remember reading that book and there was something in particular that I remember thinking because I remember a story in the group meeting the other day I said why did you get into um mm. the lady sorry it's a lady we work with at the admissions team she said why did you get into Wim Hof what's it that drew you to you to it and it was essentially that I remember him saying that he could control the temperature of his body and dispel uh, um, and make his body temperature rise whilst he was surrounded by ice, but also um, dispel endotoxin from his body. And I thought, if he's able to do that, we're tapping into the part of the brain that are kind of unknown. We're getting control back. Well, that means I can cure myself. And that was the parallel I drew. I was like, I need to get onto the Wim Hof method to start with. And that has phenomenally changed my life. It's just, I'd just encourage anyone to look into different types of breathing techniques because it's free and it's easy and they're so beneficial. Breathing through your nose regulates and gives the nitrous oxide that gives you all the oxygen that you need and carbon dioxide to kind of help your body be healthy, but Wim Hof's even better and amazing. Well, it's in my opinion. Um, But I suddenly went from a place of fear and thinking I had no choice but just to listen to um, and be guided by the doctors to kind of thinking, well, actually, I'm now a partner with the doctors and I've got all these choices. And I, like Ipex says, turned a challenge into an opportunity to kind of grow. And somehow I just had it in my head of, well, I'm going to make a video diary out of this and it can be my message. Be really good for me, but also 
I hope that it'll be good for other people to kind of listen and kind of grow with and no matter whether they're going through something themselves like that or just a different challenge and they can say okay we can do anything if we put our minds to it we really can do absolutely anything if we put our minds to it and we just got to create the right conditions um and it just started me off in this spiral to the extent where I don't feel I haven't got a weight on my shoulders anymore I haven't got that kind of dread of is it going to grow it might grow um it hadn't by the last time we checked but it it might grow and I just have to change something again and go okay right well um maybe I'm not kind of loving myself enough and that has been one of the biggest learnings love yourself love yourself unconditionally even the things that you don't really want to admit to the world you know whether it's an argument you're having with yourself about the fact that you're annoyed because someone's rubbed you up the wrong way and you let them rub you up the wrong way because it doesn't even matter it's something that's not even important but in your mind you're having an argument with yourself and the amount of times i would do that over the past 10 god knows how many years um just the power of self-love so i just realized starting to figure out don't get me wrong I haven't got the answer to life yet but I've got a few answers that work for me <laughs> and they are just keep it simple use the free tools and we have so much more power and control um control the thoughts we put on our head accept some of them release other ones and create the world how you want it to be the world is a perceptual illusion as Bruce D. Schneider the founder of IPEC would say and I now know what that means <laughs> it is we if you want to change the world, change the way you look at it. And I'm not scared anymore. There are going to be points in my life where I will be scared about certain things, but I'm not permanently scared if that makes mm. a difference, if that makes mm. sense. So there'll be little things that will come in. I'll be, okay, I can deal with this actually because I keep reminding myself what I'm going through. And I have to, I have, to have mum and dad and Amanda to kind of remind me what you're going through because life feels really normal again now um mm. and almost to the extent that i forget and have to go okay i need to look after myself a little bit here and maybe i do need to wallow some days like some days i will just have a day of like not doing anything at all and just going okay right let it all out um feel sorry for yourself a bit and then because i think i needed to i need to every now and then let it out and then go right okay but look what you're doing and if you can do this anyone else can do it mm. and i honestly believe that it's like wim hof kind of often says that uh, he's not superman he's nothing special we can do anyone can do what he's doing and uh, he's i'm in touch with him which is actually amazing um, and he's just so full of love so anyone questioning whether wim hof is a good method to get into um the guy is just so full of love when he found out what i was going through i wrote to him and he got in touch and gave me his number and occasionally we have a little chat and he's Amazing. just he is like another lady anita majani the deepak chopra all the wisest people in the world that i see at the moment who are going to impact the world in such an amazing way yes. have one thing in common they all talk about love love is everywhere it's in us around us and it changes the world um and when we can see the world through the lens of love it just starts to change it's amazing yes. and uh, Amen to that, Damon. I, you know, as you were talking, then thank you so much for sharing so openly and going back over um, these times. You know what what really hit me as you were talking, and it's on your screen. I know your business name is Adapt and Flow, and mm. you've embodied that. 
you know ultimately thank you yeah. that everything that you've told me it's and and that you continue and I think this is why I especially love this story of change because I think a lot of us are conditioned to almost believe that I'll be happy when is is mm. the way forward of like oh well if I just get there then I'll just be happy um but what I'm hearing of what this ongoing journey because it is because you're receiving still treatment aren't you mm. yourself is that yeah. you're you're and I love the way that you said it taking the power back realizing that no hold on I do have choices I can do something and mm. that this is you know a huge part of this that I'm hearing is this embracing and curiosity this compassionate curiosity that I a phrase that I repeat to myself and to others all the time it's that curiosity but with compassion to say well let's see let's see what's possible and then just mm. as you were talking with it all it's just almost this this light energy floods in because suddenly it's it's not dark and it's not the end until it's the mm. end right it's there's possibilities and so it is this flowing that that I am really getting a feel for what you're doing every day yeah and, and thank you and uh, I do need reminding of that kind of the adaptive flow i the name just resonated with me so much. I was like, I think that just has to be, um, I had the human professional at one point. I'm, I'm really glad I stopped with adaptive flow because it it just feels like you do have to adapt and flow with life. And if you do, and flow in particular, you know, let your energy flow, let your feelings and thoughts flow, and then hold on to the ones you want to while they serve you and then let them go when they stop serving you. And, uh, and not getting to being present in the moment. But as you say, I've got, by the time, so mid-July end or kind of August time I'll have finished kind of the complete treatment um and there is a part of my brain occasionally kind of thinks all right that's when life can start that's not exactly the phrase that kind of comes out but it's like oh I can't wait till then well no I it's not gonna be any different nothing is different about them right here right now I'm happy so just live for now because actually that's what's going to help me be tomorrow be the next day be the day after and uh see anything that's important is right here right now and uh not getting too attached on the future um and i've got a scan coming up in a few weeks time so the real challenge for me with this one will be to kind of say well i'm going to use this as feedback feedback to a how the treatment's gone but how am i how am i supporting this treatment am i um spiritual and i have a new I still don't really know how to describe what spiritual is for me. I just know it feels good and it's me kind of connecting either with my breath or just being a bit still and listening and watching and then letting go of the things I don't need to and then uh, having a good feeling. Um, so this next scan will be, well, how can I just, yeah, just listen, be observing a report and uh, if it does come back and say, um, you know, say it's grown a bit, um, I'd be surprised, but because I feel good and I know how I feel now, and I feel that's really important. And I genuinely feel um, there's very little negativity in me. Don't get me wrong, it creeps in every day. I have to get rid of it. Um, and I create it quite often because <laughs> that's what I'm, as humans, we're quite good at kind of doing it. But the more and more I recognize it. Um, but yeah, but thank you for your kind of words and summarizing and uh, more articulately than I can uh, quite often <laughs> well I you know you well one you're welcome and two you know I, I say it as I see it and then to think um 
you know, it's, it is a feeling. And, and there was a few things that I wanted to specifically pick up on because those listening might think, well, this all sounds amazing. How the hell is he doing it? Mm. <laughs> so I wanted to, um, and, and this was a few periods, you said a few chapters where you found yourself going into fear. So it must've been, I can only mm. imagine upon diagnosis of like hearing the news, but then also, as you mentioned about, you know, being in the garden with your parents and your fiance, again, you found yourself in that dark space. So mm. just reflecting and looking back, how have you learned or what are some of the things that enable you to come out of fear and shift into this more perspective place? How, how do you yeah, do that? I, and I didn't know I was doing it to start with, and I do know a bit more, I can feel my way through it a bit more now, but I was going to say acceptance, but I don't know whether that's the right word. And you mentioned earlier on the word surrender, and it's almost just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, why wouldn't I be scared? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, I'm human and it's almost rationalizing, okay, it's going to be scared. It's going to be fucking scary sometimes. But then just, I, I don't really quite know how to explain, but I think just letting go has been probably what I did do. Or, Letting go, but that was fueled by a realization that there are other ways to feel, um, that I actually have a choice. I think choice really, that was one of the words that kind of came back in, in June was the choice about everything, every single day. Um, and uh, I can be scared, but then I can choose how I react to being scared. Um, and maybe that can start a neurological pathway that can actually create a pathway that could have gets me to the point where I'm almost excited by a bit of fear um I'm uh, as I say that I'm laughing at myself thinking oh Damon have you just called upon the heavens to test your next one but um um but it is I think it's the acceptance and the letting go and surrendering is kind of almost a great word when I know Anita Majani a lady whose book I've recently read Dying to Be Me she kind of talks about a near-death experience almost where she she was really kind of as she says kind of um, riddled to the bone with so much kind of cancer in her body that she just could have released and just surrendered to fear and went, oh, there's nothing more. And then almost when you do that, you it's like the mind stops talking and maybe something else takes over and it's just, well, I'm here now, I'm in this world, surrender. What is it? Something's going to look after me and uh, and I do believe that. And it's, um, we can tap into that and, uh, there is just this, this energy out there and uh, call it belief, call it call it God, call it universal energy, call it love, call it so many different things. I don't know, but it was just a surrender to of now just trust. And uh, I do trust now. Mm, I trust myself I and I just yeah, trust just in... came through. Yeah. Trust I, in everything. I guess what I'm hearing then is fundamentally that you came out of your head and into your body mm, so yes. out of because a lot of the time we talk about don't we the the head and we're, we're, we're conditioned to make all of our decisions from our head all of our you know critical thinking mm. critical thinking and we we lose this um connection between our heart center and our intuition which is it's funny i i I had a story that just kind of plumped into my head there sad guru uh who's an indian mystic 
uh, who's amazing. Um, and he just has all of these amazing stories that he shares. But recently he posted something about that we are called human beings. We don't call animals like a, a tiger being or a wolf being or an ant being. And the reason is, is because we have the ability to be, i.e. to be in the moment. Many animals, the way that they are biologically wired is that they are reactive in nature. They are responsive. Um, and whether that is absolutely true or not, it's still resonated because mm -hmm. with what you're saying, with the surrender piece and certainly Anita's story, which I'm aware of the book you're talking about, I think it's to come out of this attachment to everything having to be figure outable and everything having to have meaning. And I think that's the source of our rumination and that's the source of our tension and then pressure and then constriction in the body. So what I'm hearing is that you come out of that, you first realize you're doing it, then you accept that, well, it's okay. Of course I'm fearful. So you're, you're, mm. you're saying, hello, fear, you're here. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. And then you realize that you have the choice of I can continue focusing on the fear or I can shift into my body, let go, Mm. and just trust and that, that I mean that is you know it's difficult isn't it I guess to kind of say exactly step by step what you did yeah but those are the fundamentals that I'm hearing yeah I think you've, you've definitely hit the nail on the head there and uh, there's a lot of um it's there's almost allowing yourself to kind of go there you, you can particularly when you you are scared particularly if you're a bloke in particular I mean, I haven't had this issue as much. I've seemed to be a bit more open about just having a good cry here and there. Um, but just whether it's crying or whether it's something else, but just letting things out, you have to, well, I, I have to physically let them out. Otherwise, they build up inside me. And almost acknowledging the fear, kind of going, I've probably said at times, I'm so effing scared um, as I'm kind of crying. And then it's almost like you... You acknowledge it and it then starts to have a little bit less meaning or something you know once you once you do start to go okay fear right you're here <laughs> oh, you're a pain in the ass <laughs> what are you what am i going to do with you uh, okay i'm not going to give myself i'm going to give myself a bit of time and space and i'll figure this one out um maybe not think too much about it and as you say come out of my head and go into my heart and uh, but also physically let go allow yourself to kind of go that far to actually if you've gone to use something really traumatic whether it's a, a a breakup a life-changing incident whatever you know illness then it has a subconscious impact on you whether you're and you know you can be kind of very kind of positive on the outside and all this kind of stuff but you've got to also listen to the person on the inside and uh, let that out and uh, once you do let it out then you can decide what to uh, how you respond to it a bit more and take a bit more control so the more you keep things pulled up inside um find your own way of doing it you know i'm a i'm a crier when when things kind of when the shit hits the fan um yeah. sometimes and uh, and it works i just know how to almost a physical release it's my body's I, way of I saying love, i love that you're sharing that damon because i something i've noticed through a lot of the people that i coach they'll apologize for crying 
in sessions Mm. they'll apologize and I'm like why are you apologizing because this for me is an energetic release and yeah. we we, we don't apologize for laughing <laughs> like laughing yeah. is an energetic release so why isn't crying and I often use the analogy with people you know in, obviously in IPEC and our coaching we talk about uh, emotions being energy in motion mm. and so we remove the label of it being bad or good um, and just say that actually energy is designed to move through you you can't ever kill energy so you've got to keep it going and I think there's something mm. resonated when you said when we acknowledge it it actually wants just to be seen felt yeah and then it will release it's a biochemical rush it has to go somewhere so in the very nature if we are feeling it and then going no <laughs> and pushing it down and then we keep mm. pushing it down it's going to create this pressure and you kind of think about this in a cellular level yeah that that heavy dense energy you are constricting and pushing into your cells then you're creating disease so it yeah. makes total sense to me that actually why then we create physical manifestation when we don't release regularly mm. no, yeah i love the fact that you brought the science into it because it it's uh yeah it's completely true and it reminds me of the almost a, a fear but a tendency that I have had and many other people might have is to to not like the acknowledging of it of the fear or whatever it is um is the kind of the scary bit and you in your mind the, the mind kind of says I don't want to acknowledge you because that means that I admit you're real and that you then have power over me well no it doesn't if you acknowledge something you then have the choice about how you respond to it but we need to kind of get there first. So my advice to anyone is acknowledge the fear because it's not giving into it. It's actually just saying, okay, you're here. And now I'm going to respond to you um, by not acknowledging it. It just pushes it down. And it, as you say, it's got to go somewhere um, and it's going to come out in some kind of form where that's through frustration with a colleague or a partner or whatever, in, or who knows, you know, in a situation where you can't control it um, and it's not as healthy or good for you. Um, but you can get a bit more power back and emotionally intelligently express it in uh, a way that's better for you and um, because energy does flow and it mm. needs to flow um, it does it does it's not you know you can't stop the flow it's like I often you know and obviously I'm a huge fan of Wim Hof as well and I see swim so I go into the northeast sea yes. um, and douse myself in the cold waves and Every time I go in there and, you know, we'll do the Wim Hof breathing when we come out to warm our body back up. And every time I look out to the sea and I, I think, God, you can't turn the waves off. The waves never, ever stop. And so I, when I'm in the sea, right, and I'm in that shock kind of mode where your body is, you know, essentially, you know, getting, I suppose over time you do get used to it, but it's still shocking to you. <laughs> There's mm. no two ways about it getting slapped in the face with a, uh, a very cold, uh, salty wave, right. Is just, you know, it, 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 it's a shock to your body, but I think on the other side of that is you get this huge endorphin rush mm. and that's fuel, fuel of being alive I have uh, somebody else who I've interviewed on the podcast Chris Geisler who um, does body mind practice so he's a huge barefoot runner he 
sea swims he mm. you know he's he's very much into kind of more the rewilding of ourselves he yeah. talks about outdoorfins that you get oh. so rather than endorphins outdoorfins by being outside yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, like I love it. that so much because I think sometimes we we need to just get outside we need to be in the fresh mm. air we need to have vitamin d we need to feel the elements to feel alive again and I think we can you know we're talking about fear for me when I feel fear I associate it with being trapped in here mm. that's where I associate it because we we go on those neural uh pathways that are negative thought loops essentially and yeah. one of the things I've found very incredible for me is if I can just shift out of that and do something physical mm you know be that cold swimming or yoga or going for a run or dancing insanely around my kitchen whatever that is that can sh that has the power to shift out of being stuck here yeah absolutely it's uh, the phrase break the cycle kind of springs to mind and it is uh break the neurological cycle pathways that uh, can keep going round and round and if you say if you can you you can we just need to uh, give yourself a bit of time and space and create the right conditions yeah. whether that's changing your environment or whatever it may be you're putting on a song or just going ah <laughs> exactly <laughs> just again it's that release isn't it and i think yeah what's clear of what you shared as well Damon, is that you you have such curiosity for well let's try this let's try that like what something you mentioned before and i wrote it down it's feeling your way through i think sometimes mm. you just need to trust somebody uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning. I've kind of always got <laughs> some form of learning on in the background, but somebody uh, was talking about, you know, when you almost are, are putting pressure on yourself to kind of go, what's the next step? He used this very simple, very powerful analogy of, you know, if you're in a hotel room and it's it's dark and you wake up in the middle of the night and you need to go to the toilet you maybe can't a part of you doesn't remember how to get to the toilet because it's pitch black but what mm. do you do you feel your way you yeah. feel your way along with you with your hand and you you don't ever it doesn't enter into your head that you'll ever not make it to the toilet you will mm. you'll feel your way through and I just love the comedy but also the simplicity <laughs> yeah. of that and you think oh yeah so whenever I tell myself that I can't do something or that something oh what what is the plan what is the next step no it's all right just feel your way through mm. yeah yeah I think we all need a good analogy every now and then just to uh, a bit of comedy just to remind us life's yeah. there to laugh at as Judy Dench says I take my words seriously but not myself and uh mm, i love Judy. Yeah, have a little laugh at yourself have a laugh at life and uh yeah at least some positive endorphins and uh, and some endorphins and i love that i love that yeah. so to bring it to a close bring it home damon and i love mm. um that you've just said that as well because i think the world of personal development and the world of you know diagnosis of of health issues and that kind of thing it can feel all too heavy sometimes um so mm. it is important to bring some light in so I just wondered if you had any closing thoughts anything with where you are right now how this conversation's helped you reflect on just how far you've come and and that kind of thing feel free to to bring us home yeah absolutely thank you and it's uh 
I love these conversations because they always help me just reconfirm what I have learned and uh, just kind of keep it simple. Remember that we do have so many choices available to us um, down to even having, you know, important to just have a little smile and laugh each day, find anything, just be silly, you know, because it is that if you think of it from a health perspective, um, the more positive emotions we can release in our body, um, life's there to be had a bit of fun with. So um, there's so many free tools available to us. We have so much choice, so much power, um, there's so much potential that we don't give ourselves credit and give ourselves the time and space. It's all to be now, 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 now. Um, I need to have the answer right now. You don't, you figure it out in a minute, Damon. You figure it out in 10 minutes, in an hour. Maybe you'll figure it out in two weeks. It doesn't matter. You'll still just keep being <laughs> almost. And it's be present in the moment. Um, a good client of mine um, said something recently about just being present in the moment and how it really helped him because when he thought about the past or the future, you could notice there was a bit of anxiety attached to it. And it's not saying don't think about the past or the future. It just means make the majority of your focus right here, right now, because it's the only thing that's real. And the more we can live for today, the more we can live tomorrow, the next day, the day after, because we are, by living for today, you're creating health for your body almost. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we, we do have so much. We're not alone on this planet. Um, I've certainly, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I did have a thought where at the beginning of round three, I always find the first week of chemo, I'm only on chemo for two weeks and I have four weeks off. Um, in the first few days, I find it just a little bit challenging. You go into hospital mentally and then you see all these kind of anti-cancer things and everything. And cancer was never mentioned at the beginning of my journey. It was more low grade, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, I have any brain tumour, as far as I'm aware, the way I look at it is it, it's it's brain cancer, but it's just slow grade, low growing. Um, now I'm not quite as afraid of the word anymore. And that's a, I'm learning to embrace it. And it's uh, there's an Eastern saying that cancer is just the West, they call it Western man's um, disease, which I could have quite like and almost find it a little bit funny, but also a bit kind of like, it's just a word. It's a word that we, we need to, or we thought we needed to kind of give so we can help define things and help medicine and know what we're targeting. But to the patients, it's not actually that helpful. Um, just call it a lump, like um, Simon Stapleton said to me, you've got a glioma. Glioma is Latin for lump. Um, mm. I appreciate I'm going on, off on a little tangent again, but I just think we have so many tools available to us. We're not on our own. The other week, the other last week, sorry, I could have did feel on my own. I was surrounded by lots of people, um, all the people that I love. And I was like, no one else is going through what I'm going through. And then I could have remembered that there are lots of people going through what I'm going through. And, uh, and I did a bit of writing. And uh, From Surviving to Thriving is my ongoing book that at some point over the next few years will come out, all my kind of learnings and my emotional journey it's uh, it's certainly yeah. been an emotional one but um we're not on our own we are here together with each other on this planet we can live and share and care and it's kind of that simple life is so much more simpler than we've made it than i made it in particular well um, but it's a human experience and and what comes up for me damon is that you are continuing to adapt and flow mm, you're continuing yeah. to do so and you are you're continuing to integrate and embody 
the layers because I know we've joked before, you know, I say we're infinite onions and you're never done. And mm. so these are just more layers, more parts of the journey of adapting and flowing and you're finding more and more ways to do so and to share it, which is, you know, so inspiring. So thank, thank you. you. For, for sharing your change story and for giving such powerful reflections. I've really enjoyed the conversation. For people who want to reach out to you, Damon, how can they do so? Where are you? Um, the best way is probably just www.adaptandflow.co.uk and it's got all my social media links on there. Um, I do a lot of videos on Instagram and YouTube. My video diaries, the chemical and radio and chemical journey and the power of positivity um so i just encourage anyone who's got an illness at the moment to have a watch of the diaries or connect with me on linkedin youtube whichever way and just uh, don't have to work with me i'm not here about that that's obviously my business but i'm here to share and uh, share my experience and if it helps other people perfect because that's exactly what life's about so uh, yes. connect with that's me on is. social media and see if anything resonates and uh, if i can inspire you to believe in yourself because you've got this shit we all have it's, yes um, we just need Amen a bit of to that encouragement we do we do and uh, we'll make sure that all of those links get included um in the notes below as well um so people can click directly um and come find you damon so thank you so much have a beautiful weekend um, oh you too thank and, you i've uh, really enjoyed it so uh, oh, good. looking forward to this yeah. fantastic okay thanks again for taking the time to listen to the how change changes you podcast i really do appreciate it i would love to know what takeaways you received from today's episode what resonated with you how has it made you think about your own change story differently how could asking yourself some of the questions posed in this episode help you shift your perspective to a more empowering one? If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. It really does make a world of difference and puts it in the hands of people who really do need help with navigating the waves of change. Do you have a change story that you would love to share? If so, drop me an email at christina at authenticactioncoaching.com. I look forward to hearing from you.